0: I mean, I feel like after I got into tech, I started realizing that it was so much cooler than I thought it was going to be. Mm -hmm. But I'm not going to lie, Mm -hmm. the initial push was money. Okay. Yeah. But it's not if I was being so money-driven that I got offers that were higher than what I ended up settling with. But I still said no because it didn't feel right for me. Yes, I want more money, but I also still want that creative freedom. Mm -hmm. And PiggyVest gave me that.
1: Welcome to another episode of Expert and African, it's Oluwani Femi again. Today, I have another exceptional individual with me and we're going to talk about a lot of things. And most especially, he's going to share with us how he transitioned into tech. Even though he has been in tech, he gets, he gets, he'll soon get to get it. But he talked about a lot of things, he has always been in media, then now he's in content marketing and he has worked with several popular tech companies in Nigeria. I mean tech startups in Nigeria. I'm sure you're going to enjoy this conversation. if we are looking to transition into tech and you love to write or you love to create content but you don't know where to start from. You're going to get a lot of gems from what we'll be discussing today. Today with me is Daniel Orubo. He's the head of content and content strategy at UgiVest. And I'm sure you're going to have a nice time with this conversation. So let's get right into it. Let me, let me share my story first. Okay. When, when I got the, the advertisement to join TechPoint, so when that shared it with me, it was like, oh, my doctor has been writing on Facebook and all. And I feel this would be a good fit. Yeah, and he sent me the ad, and I applied, and the rest is history. So what did you look at in your life? And your skills and your personality that made you feel um, feel like writing is a thing for me.
0: Um, I think for me it wasn't just writing. Like I only child, so I grew up consuming a lot of media, like a lot of TV, a lot of YouTube videos. I read a lot of books. I just liked storytelling in any capacity that I came, and I think writing was the most easily accessible one. So it was just like the first first time I ever wrote professionally. I think I wrote. Let me not say professionally, please. The first time I wrote, I wrote on Facebook. I think Facebook is allow people to like write like long, like little long form stuff. So I wrote a short story, a fictional um, short story. And one of my friends, that uh, who is like one of my favorite writers, me um, was like, "Oh, this is really nice. I really like it." I was like, "That was enough for me." I was like, "I'm a writer. I can write."
1: <laughs> so, <laughs>
0: that was enough. That was enough. Um, then I started doing like small blogging with my um, friend used We just write like fictional stories and stuff like that.
1: Our own audio, yeah,
0: we, yeah <laughs> when we were in Covenant University. So we just write like fictional stories, and people like liked it. People used to like give like positive feedback. I mean, going back to read it, it was bad, but I think for the yeah, time, maybe not
1: bad, maybe bad
0: by my standards now, I guess. So, um, so I think I've definitely improved from then. So I think writing was just a way for me to story tell because I didn't have a camera, so I couldn't go and record. Even though I, I think I would have preferred making videos. Mm-hmm. Like for me, the, the the goal was always to be a filmmaker. I this thing kind of it was kind of like a a shortcut. Yeah. Like I was, I remember telling myself, okay, get your media job, save your money so you can go to film school. Then I started doing media, and I actually started writing, enjoying storytelling. And film school kind of became like a back thing. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I I ended up directing a film last year, a short mm-hmm. film, animated short film, and I was happy about it, but I didn't feel like I'm ready to now fully mm-hmm. do this place and go and start making films now. Nah. Mm-hmm. Like it's something I'll do on this side, but I enjoy storytelling, media, marketing, tech. I like I like the spot I'm in right now.
1: Yeah, that's yeah. nice. But some people say oh that like I've come to find out. You Not know, just that like they say it, I've confirmed it that something that is something you have a flair for stops being fun when you start doing it to get paid. Did you experience that face?
0: Yes. It, I I experienced that with um media because it did feel like a lot. Um, the thing is even writing at TechPoint, like I don't think when I was writing at TechPoint, the, the workload wasn't too much. Like I didn't think I was doing, like they were giving me all right 100 articles. It was not that, it was just, I think, for, like four articles a week or something like that. And that was fine with me. Um, I feel like if I would stayed longer, I would have gotten tired. I, I didn't stay up to a year at mm-hmm. TechPoint. I got, I got a different offer. At Zico that one felt a lot harder because it was like full on original content and you had to be funny. I mean, I feel like we're the ones that said that trap for us, because Odo and I were the first people that go ahead and they were like, oh, create the story you want, like, we just want to write for young people, do whatever you want, like, give us free reign to come up with ideas, and we were like, oh, Listicles, because we loved Buskid at the time, we are obsessed, Listicles, quizzes, let's write about the Nigerian experience, let's write stuff that would be funny. let's use memes, and we started, and that really kicked off. But it was not like, well, since this is successful, there's the expect once you do something well, there's the expectation for you to continue doing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just mm-hmm. keep, doing it. keep being funny, keep making us laugh every day, write a new thing. Mm-hmm. Like I was pulling out stories from thin air. So that in itself got frustrating. I enjoyed the beginning aspect. And I feel like maybe if there wasn't the expectation for me to keep doing it so consistently, I would have probably continued enjoying it.
1: But yeah, but Yeah. I, I mean, and the, the pay
0: was good. I mean, they gave me, I got housing. Like, they gave me a house. <laughs> Was uh, <laughs> like, I was like, as
1: a senior reporter, as editor in
0: chief. just Like I wanted to leave. Just say Daniel, don't leave. Here's um, accommodation. Wow. Yeah. So like I felt like I was really valued there. So that that felt good. Um. But yeah, I did get that. i Decided it wasn't fun for me anymore. I stopped. I stopped laughing at the articles I was writing. Oh. I was just like. We, we actually saw
1: it as you, you saw what we were doing valuable because it's like the first of its kind in yeah. this market and. It just came like nobody was expecting it's, it, like the kind <laughs> of especially when it's now stemmed from the tech media mm. somebody somebody that like knew Zigoko was part of um tech about, we think it's like an offshoot, something that would be related that it you was can relate completely to out, it. out of it it just came and um, this and that like, I used to follow Zigoko too. Until sex life. But yes, some, some of the stories were actually fun. Charlie mm. Naira's life yeah. is fun. So uh, what what would you say inspired you? You know, sometimes when you are given like a playing board to get creative, you just wow yourself. But what would you say was like at the back of your mind when you said that this is, the, this is the route I want to go? With Zico-ko. it's like you are
0: the pioneer person there um yeah i think as a creator one of the things you quickly learn and like you can bruise your ego but you kind of need to accept it that you are very going to come up with something that is fully original so mm-hmm. most like I, like like i said i was inspired by like buzzfeed at the time i was really obsessed with buzzfeed but it wasn't like the stuff there was cool but like i didn't relate to it completely there were some things i related and there were a lot of articles about cats i didn't really care about cats like so it was just Taking that energy, I liked the formatting. I liked how simple it was. And I was like, I think we can do this for ourselves. Like we don't get, we don't have things like this. So that was kind of what inspired it. And I still had, I had a bunch of other ideas I wanted to try, but that one just hit. It hit so quickly, went so viral, so fast (laughs) that everybody just kind of settled on it. So even when I tried to pitch other ideas, oh, can we try long form? They're like, nah, the listicles are banging. Just keep doing that. Keep doing listicles, keep doing quizzes. And that's also where I got tired. Um so I think if i if they had reached out to me maybe a year earlier, there so probably been something else I would have come up with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's the thing I just because I'm consuming a lot I, I'm always looking at what is working for other people and mm-hmm. how can I borrow from that? How can I adapt it to to us that's that's my approach to content creation, that's my approach to marketing mm-hmm. is that i'm I'm a big consumer, like I'm always reading, always watching something. I will find any new video, my friends know to send it to me because I will appreciate it even if it's bad. Like, I can learn from why I think this is bad and not like replicate that. Yeah. Mm,
1: that's cool. How many years do you use in media in like um, the
0: media? You know? I feel like I'll have to check my LinkedIn for that. um I think he left media I think, since
1: 21. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's when I
0: left. Mm-hmm. Like, six
1: years? Six. Yeah. Six. That, that's a long time. Did you envisage it to last that?
0: Yeah, I actually thought I was, I was going to be in media forever, like I really, and I think the reason I felt like that is because I kept touching different parts of it. So um tech point, I was like, I have done tech media, then the next um, job I got was Zikoku. I did Zikoku for like a year plus, um, Zikoko was very old Nigeria, very original content. Then I moved to Konbini, Combini was like pop culture, so we were interviewing musicians and like talking to filmmakers, talking to artists, and I really liked the experience. That was mm-hmm. really nice. I feel like I would have even to that. Konbini longer if they didn't like close up shop and bounce. Yeah, yeah. Um so I really enjoyed that experience. And after convenient, I went back to zikoko It was in my in my time as Zikoko, that's when I started like thinking about media. I think thinking about tech. Yeah. And I think it's because I was working with in proximity to um tech yeah. about also because all my closest friends had tech companies. They said they are were like, Daniel, when are you going to
1: be a founder?
0: I'm not tired of being broke. I <laughs> had a friend in particular that every time she saw me at the party, she's like, Daniel Because she um she's a freelancer, so she writes for like um healthcare companies abroad, making mm-hmm. thousands of dollars. And she was like, Daniel, you can do this so thing. You started writing it for me. Mm-hmm. Please okay. freelance and write with tech, they will pay you more. Right. But I was so I was so scared of even till now I think I'm so scared of freelancing. I don't the idea of not knowing whether salary is going to enter my account
1: mm-hmm. by
0: twenty like by the 26 terrifies me. I can't even deal with that thought <laughs> like I will probably start crying. Right. So I was like, nah, I don't think I can do this. So the best I can do for you guys is actually go and work for a tech company. Yeah. So that's when I decided that when I leave Zikuko, the next thing I'm pursuing is a career in tech. I didn't know what it was going to look like because mm-hmm. my field of view was very limited. I was only really thinking kind of content marketing. Um but yeah I was like anyhow, anything you want to hand before I will I will take it. Yeah. Let me just let me transition. Let me start very so, money. <laughs>
1: What you mean?
0: We had money media. Help oh me,
1: sure. guys, don't we? Sh- sure. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> they,
0: they <win. laughs> you know, so trust me, the thing that was pushing me at Zigogo was the fact that I did feel very passionate about what I was doing. Like, I mm-hmm. didn't feel like I was doing impactful work because people were telling me I was doing impactful work. People mm-hmm. from abroad were messaging me on Facebook, messaging me on Twitter, saying, oh, I really love this article. This article really made me feel connected to so home. I really related to this. And this took me back. Or, so, things like that were very yeah. affirming, even though. The paycheck at the time wasn't hitting. The best part was the, was the creativity. Yeah, I enjoyed it. Yeah. I think there's a there's a day I woke up um and I was like, God, well, I don't know what to write today. Normally I always write the article that's going to come out that day the day before, mm-hmm. but I was really tired that night. I just woke up in that morning. I was like, what well, can I write? Then I was just kind of like moving around. I was just like walking around, pacing in my room, and I just had an idea to interview the Lecky Coe Bridge. Yeah, <laughs> <That's> oh. <possible>. <laughs> <laughs> that like, I
1: thought we were going to say somebody's <laughs> name. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yes. it was like a fictional interview of the Lake Bridge, because you never know.
1: Yes, appearing
0: there for oh, no true, So true. I thought that was pretty funny. I was like, I mean, let me just make a like a joke post. And I just wrote it very quickly in like 13 minutes. And the article like did very well. It became a series. So we started interviewing like other fictional things. And I I couldn't think of any other mm-hmm. job that I would have had that I could wake up and just like just freestyle like that and come up with something that is a banger. Yeah, that does yeah. that numbers. Yeah, so yeah. that part of the job was very nice. Because I'm I'd like to think I'm a creative person and my mm-hmm. brain is always like thinking of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't think any other job would have allowed me the opportunity to
1: exactly. flex my
0: creative muscles like, You're like that. Especially
1: for a start a start. Yeah. Trying for a start. You have to be able to prove yourself. Yeah. So now nah, transition like, transition apart from the money. What <laughs> how did you decide where you are going next?
0: Besides the money, yeah.
1: nah. <laughs> <I'm not bad. laughs>
0: I was like, well, was money actually the biggest thing? I mean, I feel like after I got into tech, I started realizing that it was so much cooler than I thought it was going to be, mm-hmm. but I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. the initial push was money.
1: Okay.
0: Yeah. But I was, it's not as like if I was like being so money driven, like I got offers that were higher than what I ended up settling with, but I still said no because it didn't feel right for me. Yes, I want more money, but I also still want that creative freedom. Mm-hmm. I'm Give me that. Mm-hmm. I was like, yes, I'm going to give you money. But also, yes, you know, this is content marketing. You can't write all the things you're writing as a but mm-hmm. I'm going to give you leeway to be right. as creative as you want. Right. So when I came and I said, and this is your content team, build it from scratch, hire whatever you need. So mm-hmm. when I said, that, I think I would like to have an animator. Because I think animated videos will fit out by it. And they were like, mm-hmm. yeah, just yeah, tell us, bring the person. I and, and they hired the person. Oh, mm-hmm. I think a comic person will be cool. Sure. So like, every time I came up with an idea, I always felt supported. And that is why. Like till now, I am not tired. <laughs> this okay. is the longest I've worked at a place without being tired. <laughs> I think for me, what I did was I tried to be the kind of manager that I wanted and the kind of manager I had. I'm, I'm very fortunate that I've worked with really great managers, people that kind of always supported me. Um, from Damilola Odufua, um, she was like my editor-in-chief at zb she was also very supportive. Like when I would be like, I- I'm, I'm kind of burnt out, I can't come up with the idea, she'd be like, okay, let's do something. Let's watch like a movie in the office and see whether we can gather inspiration from that instead of telling me chaga and do your work
1: right. so
0: that is the kind of thing i um i kind of aspire to be just if somebody that is supportive like mm-hmm. once you know that the, you know your team is talented i mean you hire them if, you, if they're not smart that's kind of on you yeah So you, you, you know you hire talented people they're going to have off days and that is fine like allow them to like feel when they need to and when you even when you want to correct them correct them with compassion and most importantly when they do something right keep the praise Mm. Like tell them you killed this, and that is one thing I love to. I love telling my team that like, oh, this is like when my team does something that impresses me, I don't even really need to edit. I am so happy. I'm like, thank you for being on <laughs> for being on job. <laughs> like you, you figured this shit out. I'm very mm-hmm. proud. Um, so that has been the thing that's been that's kind of helped me like navigate it the fact that I've had people that i have been able to look up to that were very supportive of me. Um, so that's kind of what I try to do. Just tell me like, oh, are you having an off Just let me know. Like, we're wh- not going to. The company is not going to crash because Mm -hmm. you couldn't write a comic this week. Mm -hmm. If something would come across, you're not feeling well, that's Mm -hmm. fine. Next week, we'll do that. Um, Or this idea, I like, I I think this idea is good, but I don't think it's going to work for right now. Mm -hmm. Instead of just saying no, I also try to give reasons about why I'm saying no, to give you context. Because if you just say no, the person can bring back something that you're going to say no to again because you didn't really explain to them why this idea was rejected. Mm -hmm. So I try my best Mm -hmm. to be very communicative, like I always try to say this is why I'm saying this, this is why I'm choosing this. This is why I, this is why I think you you rose to the occasion. I think this is mm-hmm. why this is why I think you faltered.
1: Mm-hmm. And I
0: think that in, in turn makes mm-hmm. them better. Because I think a dream for me is that like all the people I work with, I want to see them winning. Like I know you're mm-hmm. not going to work with me forever. Sure. When you go somewhere else, like mm-hmm. let them look at you and be like, this is this, this is a very good, this is a very smart person, this is a very brilliant person. Mm-hmm. I'm of the people I've worked with, I feel very fortunate when they message me. I'm like, well, thank you for teaching me this, or thank you for helping me with mm-hmm. this. Like mm-hmm. that's for me is a source of pride. Um, but if I had to choose, I wouldn't choose being a manager because the truth is, it is hard,
1: yeah.
0: and I keep thinking about it all the time. Did I am I doing this right? Was I was I too mean? Mm. I say, was my tone weird when I told that person no? I'm yeah. always rechecking, and this is part of the fact that I'm just an anxious person. I'm always like, ah, did I was I did I handle that? The right way, because yeah. I would hate exactly. to wake up one day and on, to everybody bad bosses and they ask me like I, that, that feels like a, that is the yeah. worst possible scenario. So I'm um, always trying my best to be like a good, a kind and compassionate manager. Yeah. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a weird question I want to ask, but are your parents proud of
0: you? Oh yeah, my mom literally told me she was proud of me yesterday.
1: Yes, please. <laughs> Man, it's it was, of, like
0: it was a lot of contact.
1: Mm. yeah like i was just
0: so I was, I was, I was just about contact and that we just hit the milestone we just finished we just paid for like a 90th scholarship and mm-hmm. she was like very proud because my mom is a giver she has like an NGO called widow of zarafat where she like helps widows like get jobs and sends them money on christmas she sends stuff to their children sends their children to school so my mom is a very compassionate giving person mm-hmm. and i always try to learn that from her so when i came up with contact i was like i want to find a way to give back mm-hmm. even if it is going to stress me it will make me feel better. In the long run that you helped somebody, and that has actually been the case with contact I've felt very happy. Even when I have to take out money for my salary to like donate to contact and like pay for scholarships, I feel good about it yeah. because the people, the people in contact are also very appreciative and that's, also very that's hardworking. Um, it's a community that um I co-founded with Okpaya DD. We met each other at Zukoku when I was editor, in, when I was the senior editor and editor in she was the managing editor. Okay. So we worked together, and I thought she was like one of the smartest people i have ever worked with. Like when it comes to like operations and processes, mm-hmm. she's even one of the reasons that like I felt comfortable transitioning into tech because they run the Google like a tech company.
1: Right.
0: When oh, we're coming up with something like love life, we're like we're thinking of it as a product. Yeah. Like oh, who is the audience? Who's the target audience for this thing? What is success going to look like? How many people do we want to reach in the first week? That is how, and that's because of her. So when I thought of Contech, I was like, let's create a community for people that don't want to code. But mm-hmm. want to be in tech, mm-hmm. they are creative and they try to find out how their creative creativity can transition. Like we can do UX writing. I think you'd be great at product design. I think you'd mm-hmm. be great at brand storytelling, stuff like that. So that is kind of where the idea for Content came. Let's gather creative people, give them resources, give them scholarships, get get other people who have excelled in that field to come and talk to them and share ideas. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of the general idea of Content, and that is where the thing came from. Now we have like over one thousand five hundred registered members. We have a Slack channel with over 600 people. The Slack channel is divided into marketing, product design, and they're giving each other... I know the, design, the products group, they just have like a... like a, a webinar, like over the weekend where they brought mm-hmm. the product person to talk to them. Interesting. They give each other, they have a book club where they read like a product book and come and talk about it. And I just think it's really cool to just have people just like engaging with each other, helping mm-hmm. each other out. I know somebody had an article that she needed help with and she said, said, oh, okay, help me edit?" And people are saying, well, I'll help you.
1: Oh, yeah. So
0: that's so that's that for me is the thing that I'm really proud of doing. I never thought I would build something. I've always told my friends I am i I'm, I'm I'm an employee. I love being an employee. <laughs> I, get I want to, to be, be able to not even getting paid. I want like once it's five o'clock, I want to be able to say, "Yeah, work yeah, is no. over. Close my laptop. Nobody should talk to me."
1: Right. But we
0: can't. I'm always working even after hours. I'm always thinking of.
1: I'm sure your friends are proud of you. <laughs> they actually are. <laughs> They've <laughs> <be> eventually <laughs> led you yes. to where they want. To be.
0: Accidentally, I'm sure <laughs> I entered.
1: Right. So, this. are you like building content as like a startup or
0: just? We are um, treating it like a startup in the really? sense that I mean I never want to give it, give up the um social part of it. I always want to keep giving scholarships. I want us to be able to. We also do C V MP um, for CV reviews, like for people who want to find jobs. Mm-hmm. We'll fully fund like I think we funded like 30 people to get your CV reviewed for free by um, CV Loft.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um so I want to keep doing that no matter how no matter where it goes in the future. I want us to have that um, part of contact. Okay. But I do see contact evolving in different ways because I want us to be able to connect people in contact to companies. Uh, I don't want to do that for free because I know companies of have course, money. Of course, I, I don't can. want to charge the people in court, they want to charge the companies.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Then
0: we're also working on something now, we want to even do a, a report. Like we want to create a tool where people can just, any new code person can just come and type, um, I want to be a content writer, how much can they pay? How much does that pay in Nigeria or in mm-hmm. Africa? And they mm-hmm. get like a figure or like an estimate. So yeah. we're working on that report. I want us to be a, like a company that provides value. In whatever way that looks like and this is one of our first like attempts of beyond just scholarships and stuff let's actively provide them um, value for the tech, tech community at large mm-hmm. so that is how i'm thinking about content. i don't want to think too much about money yet because there's the money people have been donating people have been very kind mm-hmm. people have donated a lot even right down to services somebody built our website for free or mm-hmm. just because they like what we we're doing yeah, somebody cool. designed our brand our logo for free
1: um and people have
0: been donating like 100k 300k so I think we've raised about um in terms of um, donations and services about like three million and above and that's what've been using to do the um, scholarship mm-hmm. um but I want us to grow beyond that I want us to be like a yes, proper and <laughs> you
1: to be working doing your job oh
0: definitely I'm not
1: excited
0: it's going to be I am I'm not living piggy best anytime soon I'm not living contact anytime soon okay. so I think I'm very happy where I am.
1: Um, What would you say is helping you to manage all these things you are doing together at the same time?
0: Um, The experience I got from working in media. (laughs) <laughs> that's actually what <did laughs> you truth. Yeah. Like, it felt like it was like a baptism by fire. Like, <laughs> when you're writing... You're, like, even, even if I was not writing, like you're editing 20 articles, everybody's like, ah, idea, idea, you're coming up, you're looking through everything. As editor in YouTube, you're kind of looking through everything that's going out. You're involved with like video. How is this video coming along? You're involved with like helping to tram monetize How can we sell this piece of content that we're doing? So your head is always thinking about so many things at once. Like I say all the time that the job I like did as a Ziboku prepared me. Like, I can work at three companies at the same time, mm. and I will not. I'll be fine so that like that experience really helps me to be able to navigate my time very well mm-hmm. and now i like i can i can do piggyback work do um, contact work and i still feel like i have enough time to have a social life
1: oh. interesting <laughs> yeah interesting. It, it's really helped
0: me able to to, to navigate, navigate that work without being without being tired so i, I do a lot of planning okay. like before one of the things i do that i think helps me is that every night before the next day, I think about all the tasks I want to do that next day and I just put it out into um, piggybacks tasks, contact tasks, and personal tasks, like no more than three for each. And I try to hit all of them before I can say I finish that day. I am not leaving my office table until I've done all of that. <laughs> wow. And that has helped me be able to, like, so if I finish early, that right. is great. I can go and take a nap. Mm-hmm. I feel good. If I don't, like, I'll just work a bit later. But I've, I've been able to be in control of my time like that. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things that I have learned is that even people that don't get it will get it if you present what you've done really well. One of the things I'm very big on is reporting. Like, okay. So every month, even at Piggy I report like, oh, this is how many page views the blog got, this is how many users read the blog, this is how that converted, this is how our newsletter performed, this is how it helped move the company forward. Because of this viral animated video we did, we got 10,000 new followers. Stuff like that, putting very clear, concise things mm. makes people appreciate the work you're doing. Like I think once they don't say that, ah, this person knows what they're doing, they will probably leave you. It's when you're just doing, because most people don't appreciate content. It's just like, ah, everything's just there by the side. But if you understand why content marketing matters, you're trying to engage people, excite people about your products, even people that are already users, you want them to still be more excited. Maybe you want them to use a different feature. Mm -hmm. It's content that's going to do that. You need to kind of educate them with content, and it goes beyond articles and videos, any kind of thing you want to do. Mm -hmm. And the thing that will make your boss kind of appreciative of that is reporting properly, giving clear numbers and talking about how you are moving the company forward. That is my biggest tip, and it has definitely helped. I think after my first report, my boss is just free. They're like, Daniel, you're doing good. Carry on. Okay. That's like good stuff of the Year, Still, was still with me, but like, I I think I'm really good at like presenting that this is the work I have done and like kind of advocating for yourself. I think that's very important. Um, when it comes to like being burnt out, I, I think you can find creativity in everything. Like, don't I think there's the that feeling of like ah I will, or like I'm the writer's block right now or whatever. In my experience, because I know it's different for everybody, it's always very is a is a momentary thing. And it always feels bigger than it is in the moment because you're kind of like putting too much pressure on yourself. You're saying, I have to write this thing right now. Maybe take it, step away from your laptop. Don't you take a five, ten minute nap. Walk around, go and get, because everything else can inspire you. Like you can find find inspiration from anything. Yeah. And just like give yourself a break. Like your work is hard. I know people, I know because we are in Nigeria and your brains have been like, mm-hmm. don't go and be a writer, be a doctor. You might right. forget that it's hard to do. Yeah. But being a writer it is a tough thing is, to do. Yeah, and it's just one of the professions that I really respect. That's why even with the whole, um, like oh AI yeah, is going to take write- writers' jobs. I'm like, <laughs> when you read an article that is written by somebody that has a very distinct, clear personality, you can
1: tell.
0: Mm-hmm. Like, like I love when writers like inject their personalities into their work. No matter what you're writing, even if it's a product article.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, write like you want somebody to read this thing. Mm-hmm. Like like you want somebody to be entertained, you don't want somebody to read your article halfway and go. You don't want somebody to watch your video and click off in the first ten seconds. Like learn to engage, put your heart into it, and I think you kind of excel at it. Mm-hmm. And being able to know that this is my talent, this is what I am good at, is is also a very big skill. Like you, you can't be good at everything. I'm not sure. like for example, I'm an editor. It is not like a video editor. Okay. I know I can shoot something and be like, I'm going to trust you to do your magic. And that is one of the things I've been I've learned working at the giver so stop being a micromanager. Everybody has their audience. Hmm. I feel like I can read something and not enjoy it, but I'm not my 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 reaction is not going to be this is a bad thing. Like oh this thing I just read is bad because I didn't like it. Because I'm not
1: Yeah.
0: I, like I don't I'm not going to say this is this is probably not for me.
1: Hmm. Like
0: maybe this this style of writing is not for me. Um there are some books I've read. Like, There's a book I read I'm not going to mention the book mm-hmm. but like the book won so many awards and I literally couldn't get past the top page. Like I was like this is killing me to read but this book won awards writing awards i'm like ah. so it's clear that the book is not bad maybe okay. i don't have sense. <laughs> maybe, maybe the book is smarter than me or something yeah so, I, so that's kind of how I've, I've come to kind of like approach things is that when i give people writing advice i'm like write in your voice like mm. write the way you like you can talk you're communicating with me you're passing along a message you can add a little, little flourishes like add a, little, a lot of little jokes and whatever but you will definitely find your audience.
1: So everybody can write. I believe everybody can write. Daniel I don't Daniel think everybody's a great writer. Can write. but everybody <laughs>
0: can write. As long as you can talk, as long as you can communicate, you can potentially write. And you can also adding extra tools like Grammarly to like fix all these like language errors and syntax errors and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I think if you kind of like don't overthink it, mm-hmm. just you you have some you have a story you're trying to communicate, then just write. But I also think you can you can definitely improve. That is not another thing. You need to want to improve as a writer, take writing courses. Take um read articles, read other read other people, read other writers that you like, Mm -hmm. see what you can borrow from them. The way I even read now is that when I'm reading something, I'm like, would I have written this in in the same way? Would Mm -hmm. I have moved this paragraph or would I have cut this part entirely? That is how I read things. It's annoying. Sometimes I do enjoy what I'm writing, but it's because I've been working I've been working in this in this industry so long, my brain just does it automatically. Mm -hmm. And that is kind of how I kind of react to even marketing ad copy, like I, I feel like such a nerd now. Like I will see an ad, and I'll be like, "Wow, oh, that is such a great ad." Mm-hmm. If they had hired me, would they have come up with this ad? That
1: mm-hmm. is
0: how my brain kind of works. So it's like pulling from other things and learning a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: cool. cool. You obviously enjoy what you do. Yeah. <laughs> do you have plans to retire anytime? Oh,
0: absolutely not. Like <laughs> I even, I've even I literally just finished like a product marketing course. Um, like last I think last month. And I was so like, I enjoyed it so much. I never thought I would enjoy doing 33 hours of an online course, but like I put out time of my, it was part of my task. Like every, I give myself two hours every day to like, at least do something in the course. Mm-hmm. And I learned so much and I was very excited to kind of like, I never realized I had already been doing product marketing stuff at the Givers because beyond content marketing, it was doing so well that I started feeling like, ah, if I keep doing justice, I'm going to get bored. Mm-hmm. So I, I just messaged my boss, I was like, ah, Josh, can I? Be involved in digital marketing a bit more, and I do some digital marketing. Like, yeah, come up with campaigns and do that. So I came up with campaigns, and I utilized all the things I learned from content marketing, like mm-hmm. the articles that I don't go, the stories that people were engaging with. Mm-hmm. Took stories like that, used it, turned it into like digital ads, like just oh, piggy help me start my company, like actual stories from real users, and the mm-hmm. campaign was a hit. Yeah. The animated videos too that we come up with, I work with Israel on that. We just come up with like what idea will make sense and. We put it out, and that has been our best performing piece of content for PGVS. Like mm-hmm. with it's 1 million views on Instagram and TikTok, just mm-hmm. from like a single unlimited video, mm-hmm. we've now act- actually turned those into actual ads, mm-hmm. and the numbers have been insane. So just stuff like that, been able to integrate different parts of my work. And it's just it's been great to be honest. I
1: so no retirement now. that's 20 years.
0: I don't I don't oh, wait to. Oh. You mean me five years. let yes. 20, I'm still good. Like five years, I feel like I'll, I'll still be stable here. Mm-hmm. But I don't think I'm living tech.
1: Mm. If you want to say this particular job is the best of what time so far, which which work would you? Which piece of work would you call it that I've done? Yeah.
0: Ah. Um. I'm really proud of the, the grown ups. Um. the series, like it's coming out really soon and. Ah. I don't know. I'm just really I'm really proud of what we're able to do. I still can't believe we did it to be honest. Because I remember when we were pitching it and it felt like, are we trying to bite off more than we can? Sure. I mean, this is feeling a lot, but we sat down, we did a lot of meetings, came up with characters, came up with storylines. Let's mm-hmm. talk about the problems of gambling. Let's talk about the effects of like different money habits that Nigerians have. And a lot of the stuff we learned from even doing interviews for the blog. Mm-hmm. Because we have a series called My Money Mistake, where we kind of interview people ask them, like, what was the worst money mistake you've made and what lessons did you learn from it? And that one too has been really good. So we realized that people, it's easy to write an article and say, seven steps to saving, or seven steps to not making, and you just tell them, don't do this. Most people know that they shouldn't invest in Ponzi schemes. Like they still do it, me. but l- somebody telling you that story of, like, I felt very confident, I thought I would get out of the Ponzi scheme before it crashed and it still crashed. Yeah. Those kind of stories are a lot more effective. Mm-hmm. And that is what I've learned. So, just I don't know, <laughs> I, just, I just enjoy it. being able to flex. So I I think the Grown Ups is the thing I'm most proud of. Mm -hmm. But if I'm thinking holistically, um, I'm thinking the work I've done at Contech. like it's been so short. It's been like six months since we launched. And I feel like we've done so much in just that short time. So I'm very proud of that. Mm -hmm. I'm also proud of this.
1: Yeah, zoom on. (laughs) (laughs) Because I wasn't expecting it. So yeah, Um, yeah, I think we should round up with this there's a lot of pressure that comes with the the that you are actually intake because they are fast growing. Like you have to move very fast. You can't even catch a break. So how do we how do you manage pressure and how would you advise people to manage pressure?
0: Ah, oh, I feel like I'm the worst person to advise somebody on managing pressure because I thrive with pressure. boy. Like my I'm the one that puts pressure on myself. My mm-hmm. bosses don't put pressure on me. I'm just like I said I'm going to release this thing, I'm going to push this thing out by April, it needs to be out. Like other things are happening, like it's beyond my control, maybe there's like an issue somewhere or like, oh, there's like a delay, it's not even on me, but I'm still putting pressure on myself to finish this because I don't know, I don't know who's sending me. It's just, I think it's the only child syndrome or best in class thing that used to do me when I was younger that is still doing me now, but um, I do put a lot of pressure on myself and everybody's always telling me calm down, but I think I've gotten a bit karma um but I, I i would say for other people i would never advise somebody to stress themselves as much as i stress myself i'm always just like do the best you can do i think that is the most important thing doing the best that you can like when, once you're done can you look back and say i am proud of what i did even if you didn't do well mm-hmm. like even if this um um this ad that you wanted to run or this um, pr- product push you wanted to do didn't have the effects you wanted i don't think you should beat yourself up about it especially if you know that you did your best because again, it's not, it's not, it's some things are beyond your control. You can't really control how your, how your audience reacts to what you put out. Like, there's really not, nothing you can do. But you can learn from it. So instead of like shutting down and saying, oh, I feel I'm not, like, learn from that and try and move forward. That is the biggest thing for me. I'm very big on experimenting. Like, if something doesn't work, hey, yeah, that sucks. Yeah. And, so it's, so it's, and sometimes my takeaway is not even that this thing was bad, it was like, maybe we didn't put it out at the right time. Mm. They are literally, if I ever think back at Zigoku, the articles that I wrote the first time that did not get any eyes on it, we shared it like months later, it went viral. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was just wrong timing. So I try to think about it like that. I never, I try not to beat myself up when something doesn't go the way I expected to. I just learn the lessons I can from it and try and do, <laughs> do better.
1: Yeah. So two more questions. We're sure. Up that. So I, I, I don't think you mentioned what you studied in As computer engineering. French, what are you doing here? <laughs> what, what? Did you plan to work with it or...? No, I, did, I think halfway
0: into computer engineering, I was like, yeah, this was a scam. I don't know who sent me. <laughs> 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 Maybe if I don't computer engineering like at MIT, yeah, I would be to be a different case. But okay. they were not teaching us mm-hmm. anything. Like, I even remember how excited I was, like, for our first coding course. Incom- 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 I was like, I was so happy. I went to my computer science friends for them to teach me, so I could come and do tutorials back in class. The lecturer, the and I, the lecturer taught us to write code for like a calculator based on what I learned. I, I wrote a code. The guy failed this for me because Why? because we'd not copy the code he wrote on the board. That was not the calculator code he taught us? the man just did not, and that kind of just broke. I think that moment I remember it so clearly because it kind of broke whatever excitement I had for computer engineering. Mm. The fact that I went out of my way to learn something, I wrote something that worked. I came to his office with my computer, put my code on the computer, yeah. showed him that it ran. Mm-hmm. But he said no, that's not what you wrote on the board.
1: Oops.
0: So for example I crammed the calculator code and I passed. But so I was like, Yeah, I'm not doing cramming you people. So mm. I think that kind of just scattered
1: whatever like passion
0: I had. <laughs> yeah. I mean I did well in school but <laughs> yeah. I was no I was no longer interested in, in computer engineering opportunities you know, in any in any real way. Yeah.
1: Okay, so final question. Somebody is looking at you from afar. I like, oh, I wish I had Daniel's life. Don't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I am <I zoom> in <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had Daniel's life. Okay, so but I don't know if I can do as much as Daniel is thing. But I have a fear for content and know what field would you would you say they should double into if it's not going to be content marketing?
0: Um like, if like I'm going to, maybe because now, maybe just like excitement from just kind of getting into it really, is product marketing. I think product marketing is really cool. And I think there's so many aspects to it. I guess yeah. from learning, there's like, oh, the pricing aspects, like you can work on making sure that the product to market is priced properly so you get the right audience. Content also falls under product marketing, how you're pushing the product on your site and stuff like that. So I do think product marketing has, there's just, there's so many aspects to it. And I feel like it's coming up like really well now and <laughs> product marketers and than content marketers sadly so <laughs> i'm just like i would probably advise you to go to product marketing but beyond even like giving advice to try a specific course i would advise you to look at a lot of different things like i know that if i had that's another reason i started contact i feel like if i did a lot more information i don't think content marketing would have been my way into tech i would have probably done product marketing just straight up mm. um so i de- but i don't want People to make choices based on like things that I like because somebody can do that same product marketing course I did I hate it and that mm-hmm. is fine. Mm-hmm. Even, you don't know it might be UX designer like take to your fancy. It might be UX writing. Just just try, try and open up your mind to different things because I know that's because I, I think that's kind of what was happening with like product management. A lot of people wanted to transition into tech and they thought product management was going to be mm-hmm. the easiest way because it was because it had the best PR. It was mm-hmm. the most everybody was like, I mean, PM, like it was it just felt like mm-hmm. the sweetest mm-hmm. one?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it doesn't like the sweetest one, but I'm like, there were so many other things. Like, you don't know whether there's like a, a particular niche that would have fit you so perfectly. Mm-hmm. Like if you had followed that, you would have been the best the best at it. So I my advice now is like kind of open up yourself to a lot of different experiences. Like, yes, you might like something I want to focus on that, and that is fine. But don't limit yourself.
1: Mm.
0: Like, be open to trying other things, be open to talking to other people. I think that's mm. even the main reason I love product marketing, because just talking to um, the product marketer at um, Piggy Tech piece, like, just seeing all, the, seeing all the things she was able to do and that uh, fell on that product marketing, I just found it really, really interesting. So, I definitely think. Find the community, join contact. Find the community <laughs> that... Chim- that can yeah, <laughs> shameless blog. Find join contact. We, we, we share resources for you. Um, Just find a community that kind of like allows you to flex your muscles, like try out different things and just be open to be open to learning. Be open to trying out whatever is in front of you. If it doesn't work fine, don't feel like you failed because you couldn't code or because your design didn't appeal to you. You will definitely find something that does. There are so many, so many things. Like we just interviewed a brand storyteller um, for our tech, my tech transition article that we do at ConTech. She was talking about how she went from law to brand storytelling. Mm. And she's a brand storyteller at PD and she's mm. loving her, loving her job. Mm. And because like this is what she always wanted to, trying to do, comms. And this mm. just fits what she always wanted. So if she like, if she didn't like try, like mm. look out, she wouldn't have known that that, that, that was an option for her. Yeah.
1: So, yeah. Mm. That's what Daniel is leaving us with today. <laughs> try. Just try. Thank you for welcoming you. Come on, uh, shop. Please. Tech.
0: Come and end money. Please. And
1: you um. can tell. <laughs> I can't tell. Soon. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Expert and African. Don't forget to share with your contacts. And I'll also look out for any recommendation that you have on how we can make this series a more interesting one. See you in the next one.